Hi, Mel. Hi. We're um we're actually not alone today. No. <laughs> that, just, that little snort. There's a random man in here. Do you know him? Do you know him? Who's this man? I don't know what to say. This is there's this a is weird man in the room. Do we say something? Or? Any, there's a weird man in the room. Um, what does this happen? What's your name? Everywhere I go. <laughs> this is Ben McClay. Yeah, hey. jokes. We know him. Great. <laughs> He's creepy, but we know him, so it's fine. <laughs> he's still a creepy man in the room, but at least we know why he's here. He's here to do the episode today. I'm a known quantity, a known creepy quantity. Yeah. yeah. You should tell them about yourself. <laughs> That's not putting you on the spot at all. Ben Ben writes for Pedestrian, yes. where we work. That's mm-hmm. a start. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is that a prompt? Uh, yeah. What I... do you like writing about? Well, you know, here at pedestrian.tv, we cover a range of <laughs> topics uh, depending on what other people are talking about. But um, I primarily like to focus on a few things. Uh, I like politics. I like uh, hard news. I like Bigfoot a lot. Yeah. Big fan of Bigfoot. <laughs> mm. I like uh, the hard news segue into Bigfoot mm, there. Yeah, which I believe really uh, does fall under hard news, but yeah. that is, that's a subjective opinion of my own. <laughs> Uh, aliens. Yes, uh, aliens. Any of the good paranormal shit, uh, that is, that's my favourite thing in the world. That's, and you do that's it the so stuff well. That I love. Oh, thank that's you so why much. we love you. Ben was actually the person behind the uh, Yowie with the thick ass, which oh. yes. we shared in the group after yeah. the Yowie episode. Few, we've yeah, we've shared a few. Yeah, we've shared a few. I just showed a bunch of people uh, a photo of that the other night. <laughs> uh, I did a, I host this movie night up in Brisbane and I showed a bunch of uh, 1970s paranormal documents and then one of the groups that were there were talking about Yowie's and I was like, oh my fucking God, I've got this thing that you are just going to love. I need to see this thick ass. It's just a beautiful rendering. <laughs> this of rotund derriere needs to be seen. shapely butt. It's beautiful. It's so shapely. It, the attention yeah. to detail is what really sells of me. Of the butt, yeah. You could have like, because he's just trying to indicate scale and what <laughs> happened. He could have mm. just drawn some like up and down straight lines and I'd be like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's how big the yeah, it the is. The fucking Yowie was huge. But he's instead. like, I've got to get this other one. Got to match that curve up. Yeah. This juicy peach. It's, An hour needs yeah. to be spent it's on this behind. It's truly it a really Especially if you compare it to the drawing of the truck. The truck is just really broad strokes. Yes. It's just like these hard lines. Yeah, you know what a truck looks like. And then he's like, now it's time. <laughs> time for the good shit. <laughs> Some beautiful curves. It's like he concocted the whole story about seeing the Yowie just because he, he just wanted to get this artwork out there. He'd been dreaming. He'd been dreaming about the Yowie. The Yowie. Oh. <laughs> Fever dreams, oddly sexual fever dreams. I, I reckon he started from the ass and then drew everything else around it to justify it. It's oh. like I don't remember anything. I just remember this large hairy ass. I, I, I need really a reason make to draw it. sexual. I made them sexual in Mel's episode as well. She did. I talked about their erect penises. Sure. So maybe I also have a weird like fetish and I'm going to draw some strangely sexual imagery one day. You'll be like, you know, in um, is it in the others, you know that movie, The Others, which P.S. is such a great movie. Is this the a Nicole stale Kidman. Movie? Nicole no, it's, oh, no, yeah, it's not yeah. stale. It's a good movie. So it's Nicole Kidman. Yeah, and, the kids. and then there's the. I'm not going to tell you everything about the movie because if you haven't seen it, you should. It's one you of really those, should. Isn't it one of those Spanish directors, or Mexican directors? Possibly. Is really. Good I wouldn't know because it's directors. me. Okay. <laughs> but what I do know is that they're living in a house, and then it's like, oh shit, there's ghosts in the house and they want us to fuck off Mm. and then at some point there's this like 
creepy old woman who can't see and she's got like white eyes, like cataracts. Yeah. And she's like, <laughs> and she's drawing You're this like thing, like she's mm. off in like, a, she's like a psychic or something. Yes. And she's like getting yeah, a yeah. vision and she's, yeah. drawing she's drawing it as she's getting it. And that'll be you dreaming about yes. your sexy owie. <laughs> where my sexy owie? I was wondering, I forgot how this, like why. You're like, where are we going story? with this smell? And my usually eyes no one will go entirely white, like Bran. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they'll go backwards into my head and instead of walking, I'll just. Draw, draw an erect yowie. penis on a yaoi. Yeah. yeah, I love it. Yeah. I'm into it. Cool. Um, so it's an interesting segue from the paranormal into why Ben's here. Sure. Because that's why we invited Ben along. Yes. Because he is coming to our live show, which is tomorrow, but while you're listening to this, it's already happened. So and if you've missed about out. It. it was a raging success. Oh. You guys um, fucking missed out. There I were hope fireworks you got there. Josie projectile vomited onto the front row. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, Pure pedagogy. Very gracefully, mm. though, I thought. Just uh, in a graceful way. Mm. take. Yeah. Um, and then oh. we all... <laughs> what a visual. <laughs> so a double take and then a little, little stream of vomit. <laughs> the irony is I was just trying to take a sip of wine and nearly projectiled it because I was laughing at that image. Um, oh so that's God. already happened. So yes. Ben is such a lovely friend and workmate. That he came to see us. I'm all right. He's an angel. And then we thought we'd just force him to work. Yeah. And record a podcast so we don't have to research this topic. This is relatively close to something that I would be doing in my personal time regardless. <laughs> so yeah. it's not hugely out of the way. I do yeah. spend a lot of time just reading the worst blogs imaginable mm-hmm. written by the craziest people possible yeah. uh, about stuff that more often than not did not happen. <laughs> but what if it did? But this what did. if it did? That's what this whole thing's about. Yeah. Mm. Um, what are you telling us about today? Well, uh I'm, I'm thrilled to be able to tell you about this one. This mm-hmm. is one of the most significant UFO encounters mm-hmm. uh, that has happened in Australian history. This is the Westall UFO incident. I'm so excited. Uh, an absurd number of witnesses saw this, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of them still sticking to their story over mm-hmm. 50 years later to this day. We've not ever had a completely reasonable explanation. Mm-hmm. We've had some that have come close, but mm-hmm. no official government organisation has come forth and said, hey... It was this, yeah. actually. I love that. Mm. It's good. I just love it's a, nice a long-standing mystery. Me too. Um, oh. So I know nothing about it. Oh, I only know top-line information. Yeah, same. Mm. Oh, well, you're going to get all the other lines as well. I love <laughs> all the other lines. <laughs> From 1 to 500. Anyway, okay, tell me about Westall. I'd absolutely love to. Um, <laughs> all right, picture this. Mm-hmm. It is Wednesday, April 6th, 1966. It is a beautiful, I'm going to say spring, April's spring, right? No. Uh, it's autumn. autumn. The other one. Cool. We're, we're, we're starting off well here. Yeah. I keep track of the two major seasons, yeah. and the in-between ones I'm not really across. No one, no one cares about They're neither here nor there. I they feel the same. I yeah. come from a state that doesn't really have seasons. Oh, True. We only really have summer and, like, soft summer. Mm. So (laughs) this information, yeah, it it lasts for about two weeks. And the only difference is, well, actually, thanks to climate change, there is no difference. It's exactly the same. Uh, Back to Victoria, though. Yes. The Uh, bad place. The bad... New South Wales. Um, oh, oh, fuck. Shots fired. Actually, this... I have no loyalty to New South Wales. Neither do I. I don't Who even does? know why I was getting defensive. Fuck New South Wales. Good. Christ. <laughs> this didn't take long. I'm very happy about this. All right, so mm-hmm. Wednesday, April 6th, 1966. Yep. Beautiful 
autumn, autumn. morning. Yeah. Uh, it is approximately mm-hmm. 11 a.m. There is a science teacher by the name of Andrew Greenwood. He is at a school called Westall High School. He's teaching a group of kids. And then, bam, all of a sudden, a child that he later described as possibly deranged, uh, <laughs> well, Fuck. he believed them to be deranged at the time, bursts through the door and says, everybody come the fuck outside. Uh, yes, that, the, the small child but He might. That. The child might not have said those oh, exact words. Like, it's Australia. The kid probably did. Fucking get on out there. Get the fuck some on fucking... outside. Sir, sir, Wait, can't fucking you get see this? Oi, sir. Oi, sir, you got to fucking come see this shit. So this kid is screaming about there being something up in the sky. Yeah. And as any reasonable teacher would do, mm-hmm. he goes, well, it's not recess yet. So I'm going to wait five to ten minutes until the bell goes. <laughs> oh, my God. And then he goes outside. He doesn't see anything at first. Mm-hmm. And then someone points at something in the sky and then he goes, oh, my stars. <laughs> uh, there is a large silver object hovering around in the sky, making very erratic movements oh. uh, and does so for quite a sustained amount of time. Around him are other school children also mm-hmm. watching this. There's also the PE teacher is watching this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a, another teacher, not sure which class they teach, can't recall That's that part. pretty important. So three though, teachers and kids. It. Three teachers PE, and a bunch of kids. I don't trust kids. that person or no. the science teacher. That's just like... I trust the science teacher. No, because they're all like crazy. Oh. Uh. That's an English teacher, I would, English. I would trust. I'm thinking English history. I would trust a math teacher. All of my yes, math teachers were very robust people, mm. strong very character. Very like logical. Mm. They're not going to believe anything. Certainly mm. not hysterical people. Not hysterical. Sorry, lad. I'm very sorry about that. That was my what water. What was that metallic disc? Oh, wait, it's just <laughs> a water bottle. I'm on edge already. Metallic disc that pinged into my chair. <laughs> so there were three teachers, a bunch of kids. Yes. Mm-hmm. So at this point, people describe seeing... So there are various reports. Some people believe that they saw one object. Mm-hmm. Some people say that they saw three objects. The general consensus is that it was a silvery object with a purple hue oh. uh, with a sort of a flat bottom to it and a hump on top in a disc shape. So sort of like hubcap shaped but yeah. with a flat bottom, right? Your classic UFO. That's a classic, a, I was about to say that. It's if just I did draw one after my yowie picture, mm. <laughs> a, sexy, a sexy UFO drawing. with a nipple on the top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> drawing the hump first. With it's really getting that oh, Love that curve. <laughs> with my white eyes. The sexual UFO. <laughs> uh, so... Most people agree it was about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the science teacher, Andrew Greenwood, uh, he actually described it as being cigar-shaped and sort of elliptical and about half the size of a Cessna, the light aircraft. Wow, this is just reference to oh, our past episode. Cigar shapes yes, from, from Pine, Gap. Pine Gap. And the Cessna and the from the Cessna from guy also, who flew upside down and then died. No, well, three, because it was a vanishing Cessna from the Barrington Tops, mm. never found it, and then... Old mate Frederick. Oh, yeah. Flew upside down. Also, this is 66, right? Yeah. So <gasps> the cigar-shaped Don't. UFOs from Pine Gap were like 72, 73. Yeah. So. That's a connection. I'm not saying. The Beaumont kids and Harold Holt have connections to 1966. This is us doing our like <laughs> fucking, what's that like show? Sunny and yes, Charlie's yeah, right on the wall. Yeah, the Pepe Sylvia Pepe moment. Sylvia. Yeah. Coming to if you can find a way to sort of throw in mm. some Harold Holt Beaumont kids 
Glenelg situation in I'll here. I'll certainly try. Just I won't be sad about it. Feel free to pepper it. that around as much as you like. <laughs> Wild. You don't even have to be real facts. Mm. It can just be sort of mm-hmm. mild potential facts. I, I could also just lie if you like. I'm willing to spice <laughs> things up if or that lying. makes it more exciting. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm so sorry. Continue with the cigar-shaped. Mm-hmm. Certainly. Um, so this is this is from an account. This is a summary of an interview that uh, Andrew Greenwood did with a UFO researcher whose brother-in-law was in a car club with him. Okay. Yep. A very strong connection that he exploited because <laughs> he was like, holy shit, this will be interesting. Yeah. This is a man by the name of Jim Kybel. Uh, so this is how he described the events. He said that the UFO was described as hovering close to the overhead high-voltage power lines that were adjacent to the school. He described the object as being like bright silver and about the size of a car, resembling a bar or rod hovering in the air. A disc thing from the edge. So this is where things get interesting because okay. not just whether these mysterious discs or disc in the sky, mm. there was also five light aircraft in the sky. Oh, uh, so from at that, once. Uh, yeah, and they were following the object. So this oh. is this is from that same account. Um, a light plane like a Cessna was seen moving towards the UFO. The UFO was hovering at about a thousand feet and about two thousand meters from where Greenwood, uh, two thousand feet where Greenwood was standing. At this stage, more students arrived, including the physical education teacher. And then, so after this one Cessna goes in after the UFO, four more aircraft start going after it. Mm -hmm. So in contemporary reports from the time, uh, the Dandenong Journal attributed them to the local aero club. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't really know what that means. I didn't really look into that. What's an aero... Like a car club? Like the the brother-in-law, but for planes? I think it is just for, like, light plane enthusiasts, perhaps. And they just go flying together? That doesn't seem safe to me. It doesn't seem legal. that You've got to get all sorts of clearance, which we learned from Frederick Valentich's episode. Like, you need... You can't just fucking fly a plane. No. And it, it is relatively close... To uh, Moorabbin <gasps> Airport, I think it is. Oh, sorry, that's where Frederick Valentich took off. <gasps> I'm about to connection. go and put my head in the toilet. I'm freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you put your head in the toilet? To I calm you down. That's how it works. <laughs> Tracy's immediate reaction yeah. to freaking out is to go <laughs> shove her head in the toilet. I'm sorry, I just have to go dunk myself <laughs> to regain my nerves briefly. <laughs> God. I'm just going to give myself a quick swirly until I <laughs> feel swirlies. a little more at ease. Just a, you know what? It's a, it's a known cure for anxiety. Yeah, just a that's quick what swirly. I do. Look, each to their own, guys. It's called self-care. <laughs> You're absolutely right. I also have a very strong gut feeling that somewhere, someone in the world has developed like a very perverse psychosexual response mm, from being to bullied? being swirlied in high school yeah. to the point where they're like... <laughs> I have to do it now. I've got to do it. Do it to myself. <laughs> and every new partner, they're like, fuck. "This I is going to be hard to explain." Yeah. Before anything happens, <laughs> both in my body pee. and I with pee. you. Why is your hair wet? <laughs> Why are you making gurgling noises in there? <laughs> Private business. By the way, I'm thinking about soundproofing our own suite. No reason. <laughs> just a thought that I had. <laughs> that would be fun, right? Yeah. I, I just want to try soundproofing, and the place I'm going to try it on. The ensuite. Mm-hmm. I definitely want to make a room that's full of farts airtight. That is my first <laughs> thought, is that we should do this. Oh, I'm shit. sorry to derail things, but what, that shook me. It, oh, yeah, that's right, Moorabbin. close to Moorabbin. Yeah. That's weird. That ben. is weird. You know what's even weirder? Mm-hmm. What? Is that uh, another paper, The Age, in fact, mm-hmm. still going, uh, they tried to track down where those aircraft had come from. Mm-hmm. 
the RAAF said that they weren't theirs, and the local airport said that there were no flights scheduled at that time. No one was in the airspace at that time. So where did they come from? Government, ASIO. military. Mm. Fucking. I don't well, I mean, know it's not entirely what they ASIO said, is. But they but lied. They lied. That's lied. true, they do lie. Misinformation, man. It happened in an episode of The Golden Girls. The wow, that's where we're getting our learnings the about military. military lied about a UFO that Rose saw. I feel like I would have remembered this episode. I need to go back and watch that. That's fantastic. <laughs> I'll find it. But yeah, also, what is the RAAF? Uh, the Royal Australian Air Force. Okay, got it. Just would you know. also like to know what ASIO is? <laughs> I would, because I just say that ASIO do everything, but I don't I really know I definitely did hear you say do. it at least one episode earlier, and I read it as you definitely knowing who they are. It was very convincing. You could have kept that smart. going if you liked. I just know that they do espionage things. They're like our CIA, but they do less... I was going to say cool stuff, but like when I say cool stuff that the CIA <laughs> does, it's like doing anti-democratic coups and, and like uh, murdering people black secretly sites where they kill like people. Less and, hectic stuff? Uh, yeah, less hectic stuff, but still, they're spying on everyone mm. and everything. It's not good. So, but they wouldn't have planes that are going in the air, is the... Is no, the... probably not, but... But we don't know, because they wouldn't tell us. There is some... We'll get to this. Oh, this God. is foreshadowing. Okay, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Keep secretive going. organisations may come up later. <gasps> not I like Illuminati so secretive, but oh. closer to ATO okay. tier. Oh okay, God, I love it. Right, so people... A shitload of people saw this, right? Mm-hmm. Uh the conservative estimates about the amount of people saw that is about 200. That's <gasps> 200 students and teachers and stuff. Wow. So uh, it's kind of hard to pin this down, but it appears like originally it was seen at the high school, then it went up into the air, started flying erratically, going sort of at high speeds, disappearing from view, doing all this sort of crazy stuff. It landed in this little uh, forested area called the Grove, which was sort of in between it and another school. So I've seen some accounts say that the primary school students from that also saw it, um, but there are also I've seen other accounts completely neglect the primary school part. So who knows? Right. But I so, feel like I've read in just the very top line that the primary school were also involved. Well, that's what I initially thought yeah. as well. So the conservative estimates were about 200 people. Mm. Uh, Andrew Greenwood, the science teacher, he said that half the school was out there, right. and the school had about 500 or 600 students. So Whoa. we're talking a shitload of people. Mm-hmm. So this was. Absolutely huge. Yeah. Uh, and it, it did make it into the papers. Um, that same story from The Age about the planes, they give a very... So this was from the next day. They give a very, very sort of mundane explanation for it. They have a, a bit here where they say... Uh, the Weather Bureau, this is the Bureau of Meteorology, uh, released a balloon at Laverton at 8.30am and the westerly wind blowing at the time could have moved into the area where the sighting was reported. Now... BS. So a balloon, that's what I'm trying to say, it's a weather balloon. Yes. Just a weather balloon. Just a weather the, balloon. It also With looks like a metallic disc <laughs> yeah. and also has five other planes and, around and it. And speeding yes. and slowing yeah. down. So this is a very mm-hmm. classic, mm-hmm. like, Roswell style, mm. you yeah. know, oh, it's just a weather balloon, don't even look at this explanation. But this doesn't really gain any traction. People aren't buying it. Yeah, well, yeah. as if. Uh, so the other suspicious thing about this is that people aren't really talking about it. People are getting very reticent to speak up to people about it. And initially, people think it's because they've been intimidated by the government. But it turns out the person that's suppressing all of this uh, is the headmaster of the school. The principal is telling staff that if they speak out about it, they'll be fired. Fuck. uh, And that students aren't allowed to talk to anyone about this. And this is something that... uh, I'm picturing him holding an assembly... Uh, That was sexist. The principal could have been a woman. No, it was a man. Okay. This was was the 60s. 60s. Women weren't allowed out of the kitchen. 
So he's calling an assembly with one of those like megaphone type things. And that's exactly what I was picturing and as well. He's got the loudspeaker. Nobody he's like, you is kids. to talk about this. There to were no anyone. flying saucers here. <laughs> <Not> voice. <laughs> Why did everyone talk like that in the sixties? I, I love sixties. Lips voices. were very tightly closed. Yeah. <laughs> Josie does a really good. That was Josie's impression, but it's very good. I feel. Yeah. Oh, that's such a nice compliment. <laughs> um, okay, so he's told them all not to say anything. Yes. Also, Fuck, that's so hectic. Side note, I've only found one reference. Well, actually, no, I found another one, but I think the second one might have been referring to the place where I got this from. I found one reference to the name of the headmaster. Mm. First name, Frank. Mm-hmm. Uh, second name. This is how it's spelt, and then I want you to have a crack at pronouncing okay. it. This is how it's spelt in both places that I saw it. S-A-M... B-L-E, B-L-E. Samblable. 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 No, because it's Samblable. 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 That feels right to me. So my gut feeling... It's, this is from a transcription of an interview from the 60s that was done way later. So okay. I think there's a very good chance he might have just fucked this up. Oh. But I spent a good 10 minutes sitting in the office before by myself at the desk just being like, <laughs> some blah blah. Sample war. It's a great name. Probably not his real name. It's but. like you didn't hear it probably and you just did keyboard mash. Yeah, you were just or like, like, eh, it was like sample and, and then he went and got a like tea and came back and just wrote bull again. Like yeah. he got he had a brain fart. Someone like interrupted him while he was typing yeah. and he was like, Oh, it's Campbell. Sample. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, Good. <laughs> but, to all of us. you know, to this day we don't really know the true identity of this oh. headmaster, so Maybe, maybe he had something to do with it. It's intentional, maybe. Gave him a, he just made up the fucking name. Of course. Yeah. That is a name someone made up of in the spot. It's so made What's up. What's your Fair. name? Frank Sam... Sam Yeah. What was mine last week? No, the other week. Fran Dingle. Fran Dingle. I believe that's real. Fran Dingle sounds pretty real. Yeah. Fran Dingle sounds like a news reporter to me. Sam Samblabla. So it's Frank Samblabla. Frank Samblabla. So he was telling everyone, shut the fuck up. Uh, yeah. And this is how the Dan Nong Journal categorised this turn of events. Uh, investigations of the report have been hampered by the reluctance of school authorities to permit interviews with eyewitness students and staff members. Several children attending school and at least one staff member are reported to have seen the unidentified flying object. They are believed to have given corroborating description of the object as a round, humped object with a flat base being circled by what appeared to be light aircraft. Mm. For some reason, Headmaster... Didn't want people talking about this. Mm. Was he pressured by the government? Yes. Who knows? Absolutely. Yeah, let's say Definitely. yes right off the bat. <laughs> or this is a much more boring idea, but, like, did you just not want the school involved mm. in all that funny business? I feel you know? like probably as well you would never get the kids at school to be able to do anything if you let them exactly. go wild with your yeah. talk. You kind of have to just, like, clamp. And Every kids class. just need control all the time. They're fucking psychopaths aren't they they're terrifying they are just you know what my mum's a school teacher but she's primary school and she tells me all the time that on actually on windy days kids genuinely go nuts yeah Yeah, because it's crazy the conditions have changed i feel like that when the wind picks up yeah (laughs) it's like that bit in the holiday where he says all bets are off because the santa annas are blowing can we not that's my favorite i'm gonna cry it's a really good movie i need to watch it again i love that movie so much there's something very powerful about jack Black 
playing a character where he's not an asshole. I know. Yeah. It's delightful. It's very and sweet. The weird the thing was, I always had a huge crush oh, on Jack Black. He was like my weird crush. That is a Jack weird Black. crush. You're right. I was like a big Tenacious <laughs> D fan. I was like, he's like my secret shame crush. And then I watched that movie and they made him into like a bit of a romantic A sweet, thoughtful, hero. kooky guy. And I was like, thank you, Hollywood, for seeing into the depths of my fucked up like 17 year old weird hormones mm. and being like yeah Jack Black is a leading man he was good at it and like wooing Kate Winslet mm. she's A grade in a very convincing way yeah. I thought yeah I thought I it was totally very convincing anyway that's for our other podcast called The Holiday The Holiday, the holiday Mystery for hour. 200 episodes <laughs> just the story of the holiday I will go on the holiday <laughs> podcast uh, at the drop of a hat one oh. episode is me in a sexual trance during Jude Law's butt <laughs> It is so beautiful. And there's no sound. <laughs> Something about there is like a two-second snippet of that movie. Daddy. Where he just puts the glasses yes. on after mm-hmm. the night out and yeah. he just does a little, ah, that's better face. And you're like, oh my God. I have no idea what's so hot about that. But my mm. body is just like, oh, he just became a man. <laughs> oh, God. It's because he's a real actual yes. daddy. He's daddy yes. and he he's a real and daddy. And there's a bit in, in the movie where she goes over un- un- uninvited and then they go, because you remember he's lying, like he's hiding the kids from mm-hmm. Cameron Diaz's mm-hmm. character. And then they go, Daddy. And then he goes, I'm Daddy. And I'm like, yes, you yes, are, you my are. friend. You are on multiple yes, levels. You are. So um, many levels of Daddy here. What are we here. talking about I have again? no idea. Why am I in this room? I've completely forgotten. Can I say one more The Holiday thing? Yes, yes please. Of course you is can. My favourite line in that movie yeah. uh, is there's a bit where Jude Law says, and I believe this is verbatim, <laughs> he says, I know that my package in the light of day isn't all that spectacular. <laughs> and he's, of course, talking about his life yes. and the things that are bundled yeah. up in that. But it sounds like he's saying that he has uh, a small penis. Yeah. Do you in think the light Jude of Law day? would have a small penis? No. No. I, reckon, no. I actually reckon he'd have like a just perfect a, average a one. Kind of oh, average God, one, just but like. He'd know what to do with it. Perfectly. Yeah. Jude Law. Just the, a uniform the hue over the, the same thing as well. Like, he hasn't got any, like, weird bumps or, like, discoloration. Doesn't go to the so left a bit. No, it's just like a textbook. It's like perfect. the penis on the Vitruvian man. That's exactly what he's got. I feel like this is the dirtiest episode we've had. Oh, I'm so sorry. Ever. I love it. <laughs> no, Josie said cunt before, so. And now yeah. I've said cunt yeah. in this episode. I also said cunt before when we were talking about the kids. So three times like, oh, we've cunts, come look at this. Four times. <laughs> So why we have an explicit Look, warning. I know. No oh, one's yeah, listening e. to this with yeah, their with kids. E. Yeah. No one should be listening to this with hey, their kids. If you are listening to this with There is the a 13-year-old girl that listens to this podcast. Oh. She's messaged us before. And we've now talked about the perfect-looking, yeah. even-coloured penis. Well, you that got to learn sometime. Left. You do. Yeah. Anyway, yes. Uh, so wow. <laughs> so I believe there was a UFO that looked like Jude Law's penis. Is yes. that what you're telling yeah. us? Yeah, perfect uh, <laughs> Lawsian phallus <laughs> uh, up in the sky. Uh, I'm going to go on a bit of a segue here and bring this into my own... Because we haven't already. Oh, sorry. This is a, a segue that's related to what we're talking about. <laughs> uh, okay. So I, uh, I don't know if you know this, but I am a member of the world's mm-hmm. second oldest UFO research organisation. Yes, I know this. This is why you're Card-carrying member, UFO Research Queensland. Mm-hmm. One of the talks that I went to uh, on... So these happen once a month on a Friday night, last Friday of the month, every month. Kenmore Public Library. Mm-hmm. Uh, I go to a little bar beforehand, have a few beers and some pizza with a friend, then we go and listen to UFO talk. One of these was from a man named Derek, if I recollect correctly, mm-hmm. who purported to be <gasps> not only one of the students that <gasps> saw this happen. I know Shut what up. you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. 
He also purports to be the student that ran into the classroom. The student that said, oi, can't come look at this. Now, <laughs> there is a slight <laughs> problem with this. Ah. Uh. In that, in the interview that uh, Andrew Greenwood uh, recorded, he recorded two separate interviews, one of which was with an American UFO researcher uh, the year afterwards. He said that the student that ran into the classroom was a girl. Ah. Ah. So that throws, throws a small... A tiny spanner. A and little you know, spanner into the tiny, It's 1966. That explains why he didn't listen to her. He's literally Tracy's sipping, sipping the tea her. right yeah. now. <laughs> she actually Beautiful. sipped the tea. Because <laughs> girls weren't important back then. Yeah, I think if a male student had run in there, he would have been like, oh, shit, it's yeah. a UFO. Let's get out there. But so I don't... Right, you think Derek may have lied to you. I think Derek might have lied to me. I'm going to... This is... I transcribed what he said explaining this just because some of the phrasing is you might enjoy this um (laughs) i got a heck of a fright i ran up to the entrance where mr greenwood had gone in through the side of the school i opened his classroom door and i yelled there is something in the sky out here you need to have a look at and they sort of looked at me all funny and they said what's wrong with you so to speak that's his phrasing (laughs) Uh, and i said there's flying saucers or whatever the case might have been and I took off back out the class, and I was quite surprised when I turned back and no one was following. I thought maybe they thought I was making it up. But of course, later I found out that, of course, the students weren't allowed to go because the recess button hadn't gone. <laughs> That's crazy, I know. It is crazy. It, it is pretty crazy, Derek. I love that. I love his turn of phrase. He was... Even if he's a lying pig. So I've <laughs> been to a lot of these meetings, mm-hmm. and... Every single time. Look, I'm not a person that's convinced that aliens are real. I love reading about them. Mm. I don't know if this is true. I don't want to, you know, it's who the fuck knows. But every single time I've gone to one of these meetings, it's been someone where I've been like, whoa, that is pretty interesting. This actually prompts some questions that I'd never considered before. Mm. Wow, how do you explain this? This is the only time I've gone to one where I've been like, oh, this guy's full of shit. Right. Oh, okay. Just straight up the whole thing. I remember when you were going to this Mm. or you went to it. And you were like, it's a Westall witness. And that's kind of how this came about, this episode. And I was, like, super jealous because I was keen to hear what this person had said. I was so excited. But you feel like... Yeah. Was it kind of like stuff you'd already known and that they might have been repeating from... It it was all stuff that was on the public record. And the stuff that he said that wasn't already had, you know, from other witness Mm. testimonies was completely nonsense. And, like, he... Uh, seems quite convinced that he is being surveilled by the military currently. Right. Okay. Now, yeah. This is right. Greg. Greg. This is Greg from Pine Gap. Oh, it's Greg. Greg from Pine Gap was a guy in a story I found on some weird website that I've forgotten the name of now, but it was very strange. And it was like, it was something weirdly alien and sexual, wasn't it? Yeah, there mm. were like these men following him anyway, yeah. since childhood and then. And yeah. like he was being trained to be a man in black. Uh, yeah. yeah, so this is very similar vibes. Mm. I think mm. there is one anecdote of his that I can recall that maybe is a, the best summary of everything that he said. Mm. At one point, he's talking to all of us, tiny little room, Kenmore Public Library. He puts up this photo. It's like one of those really bad, like, early 2000s digital camera ones mm-hmm. with a huge mm-hmm. timestamp in the corner <laughs> and, like, the flash yeah. is off and it looks really bad and it's like it is the, the corner of the timber box that goes around the access hole into his roof. Mm-hmm. And he's like, ah, oh, look at that. And he's sort of pausing on the slide. And everyone's like, mm, uh, I don't know. <laughs> and this is a room of people that will enthusiastically go along with what yeah, anyone yeah. says. Like because, they want to believe. Because they want to believe, but also because they have oh, their no. own things. And, like, 
other people's stories they want to be supportive of as well because they're like, well, I've had my experience, you've had experience. It's actually, it's genuinely a very lovely environment. Like, yeah. there's a whole thing there of it's one of the nicest spaces I've ever been in. But this is the first time I've felt them just be like... Uh. And then he's he sort of... He points to a bit in the photo. It's out of focus, of course, uh, of what is... I don't know. Do you, I don't think you call it a paddle pop stick when it's not from a paddle pop, but it's the stick from an ice cream, oh, right? Oh, yes. It's yeah. one of those things that's become like a branded... Yeah, like Band-Aid thing. or whatever. Yeah. Same deal. So it's one of those, but it is the distinctive uh, double curvy shape of a magnum stick. Yes. And he's like, ah, oh, well, you know what that means. And everyone's like, oh, man, what are you, <laughs> what are you, what are you saying? And then he's like, well, this was a message from the military because okay. a magnum is a type of gun. Okay. Mm. Oh, wow. Derek yeah. slash Greg is not oh, okay. Derek's, yeah. Derek and is not good. Yeah. It was very odd. And, like, he's talked about how he's constantly surveilled because he lives near a military base. I can't remember if it was Logan or Toowoomba, but it's just one of the, the bases out there. And then people in the audience were just like, why don't you just not live near <laughs> yeah. Yeah. like a military <laughs> base, man? If you're being followed by someone, in the military. somewhere else. Yeah. It was just very strange. Like This audience generally, people tell them stories and are like, I think what you've said is true, but also here's something from my life that is also yeah, true. They're always right. trying to build up on people's yeah. stuff. Mm. And in this one, they were just like, oh, I just don't know about this one, yeah, Derek. Wow. That was, so that was very strange. Uh, but there are other people who mm. seem less uh, spurious than Derek's claim uh, a couple of years ago, well, three years ago, uh, the 50th anniversary of Westall happened and Studio 10 got a bunch of people to come on. So these three people that were kids at the time that were there and they are all still absolutely convinced right. that they saw what they saw. And they, they weren't being surveilled. Like they weren't saying any, no, anything odd. There was they no weirdness like, about it. I saw, we saw it and explaining. Yeah. And yep. although they have uh, differing accounts again, so Derek here claimed that he saw three people, uh, then, uh, sorry, three discs. Mm-hmm. Then two of the people that are on Studio 10 said they saw three, and then the remainder, she said that she only saw one. Mm-hmm. So that thing's still not really been solved ever. Like, that's, that. Mm. I mean, none of this. Has been but solved, then right? I don't feel like that's necessarily eradicates the chance no, yeah. because of the in and only, out of yeah. the clouds. Yeah. And yeah. especially because Mr Greenwood wouldn't fucking let anyone go outside till the bell rang, mm. then maybe other people are out earlier and saw more. After the if fact. Oh. Like imagine if you were like, oh, my God, did you see the three discs in the sky? And then little Tommy's <laughs> like, what, I only saw one. And then the other kid's like, you're in Mr Greenwood's class, weren't you? <laughs> Sucked in. We saw three. <laughs> 100%. You'd be like, Mr. Greenwood. He must have felt. <laughs> With like eight, like, syllables. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Greenwood. Greenwood. Yeah. <laughs> Continue on, Ben. All Where Aussie are we therapy now? hour. Uh, I, I'm going to backtrack slightly because mm-hmm. I forgot to do my <laughs> favourite direct quote from all of this, from any of the interviews. Yeah. Uh, this is from Greenwood describing the headmaster's uh, oh, disinclination to talk to people, right? Mm. Uh, he's saying that uh, the RAF, RAAF, I can't remember what people say anymore. Who cares? Um, RAF, I believe. The RAF. The RAF. Where I'm oh, from, they say RAF. Where I'm the from. The boys of the RAF. Where I'm from, they say RAF. Because there's a RAF which was mentioned in the Cessna episode. I love to link things. <laughs> we say RAF <laughs> in Newcastle. I'm sure you do. When the RAF boys are in town having a night yeah, out. Yeah, look out, ladies. It's kind of weird that, like... This is a segue again. But like, I when, love it. You belong here. Yeah, you really you're do. You're people. <laughs> when like American military personnel arrive, because this happens all the time in Brisbane, right? We always mm. get uh, Navy ships coming uh-huh, in with Marines uh-huh. on them and Fleet stuff. Week. And like 
everyone just goes out and fucks. That's yes, it. It's that amazing. is amazing. Like, Remember in Sex and City when she shows a boob? Mm-hmm. It's like the premium fuck time in Brisbane. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like people that are in the Australian military are just like, oh. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, I, yeah, I went to school with a bunch of you guys. You guys are kind of shitheads. But, like, the American <laughs> one comes over and you're it's like, sexy. look at those beautiful, muscular, probably wealthy somehow men. Oh. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Very different. Yeah, so there's just this one delightful quote uh, that comes up in every single story that you read about this because yes. I think every other person writing about it found it as lovely as I did, that uh, Greenwood specifically says that the headmaster told the RAF to go jump in the lake. Oh, he doesn't jump so, in the lake. That's so wholesome. He doesn't say go jump in a lake. The lake. The lake. Mm, What's go the jump lake? in the lake. Go jump Is in the lake. lake. There? I'm not sure. It's relatively <laughs> close to the coast. It's quite specific, yeah, yeah. wholesome. <laughs> yeah, you'd think that would have to be a local reference for you to yeah. be like, oh, the lake. Yeah, oh, the lake. Jump in that one, sure. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, I, I thought like that was a nice little touch. I love that. That's basically the story. Mm-hmm. And there is a sort of reasonable explanation for it, which sucks. I'm not a huge know. fan of that. Can we skip that? But Edit this out. <laughs> this reasonable explanation itself mm. is also a UFO researcher's sort of pet theory. So that means it's like, it sounds quite reliable because it doesn't involve aliens at all. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's a lot of conjecture involved in it. Okay. So get ready for this. Okay. All right. Uh, from the 1950s through to the 1960s, and I think sporadically afterwards, uh, the Australian government basically gave the British government a shitload of land mm-hmm. in South Australia and some in Western Australia for nuclear tests. Now, I believe <gasps> this also ties into another episode of yours. It sure fucking does. Look at that. It's oh, my God, it does too. So this is basically the same deal, except instead of it being uh, a weird suicide cult doing yep. it, mm-hmm. it is... <laughs> Without permission. <laughs> yes. But, so this is still, like, it's top secret, right? Yeah. Like they publicise a few of the tests, but most of it is kept very much under wraps. So mm-hmm. they're nuking out there, and as always, when nuclear tests were conducted... Uh, the townspeople fucking hated it. People nearby hated oh, it. Because it turns yeah. out, like, radioactive fallout travels a very long distance. Who so knew? Th- there mm. are, like, all these things with... Um, they did a shitload of testing around, like, New Mexico, Arizona, Nevada. Mm. There are all these communities there that have these obscenely high incidences of cancer mm-hmm. that have been trying to sue the government for ages. And oftentimes they have got compensation, but it's been very, very tiny. Uh, I don't know if you remember... There was that thing a couple of years ago when this uh, American militia took over um, a wildlife reserve uh, in Oregon protesting land rights. This whole thing, but it was like these armed right-wing militia were basically like threatening these guys out with guns or whatever. But the the family that was behind this, Mm. they came from the families in that area that had been like just completely obliterated by these nuclear tests. So they had this really inbuilt distrust of the government building them. So this is something that happened in a bunch of places all over the world. So it was happening in Australia. Yes. And they kept a lot of this very under wraps. So this one researcher who actually did the, the very lovely job of transcribing a lot of the interviews that I read. Thank you very much, Keith Basterfield. Good. Thanks, we like to give a credit. There you go. Great man. Uh, he spoke to the Herald Sun in 2014. I think he'd already published some research before this, but the journalist contacted him about it, where he believed that what everybody saw was a balloon, a high-altitude balloon that was used for testing radiation levels. Mm. But mm. the reason that no one would talk about it and the reason there were reports of government people going around telling people not to talk about it is because this was just the government trying to cover up 
the nuclear the testing. The nuclear testing, the, the, the radiation. Because right. they're checking, you know, this is obviously in uh, South Clayton in Victoria, very long distance away from the northwest corner of South Australia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The idea that they would have been testing for uh, radiation there, obviously something they would have wanted to keep under wraps. Yes, so, they would have want people to know it could potentially get that far. Yeah. So this is a relatively good theory, as yeah. theories go. Like, I have uh, a horrible, like, 100 by 100 pixel image of one of the balloons uh, that you guys can look at, and uh, I don't know, I'm sure we you'll figure something out. We can put it in the group. Out. Yeah, we can. But see how it's silver with a purpley hue? It is silver Much with a like hue. Much like how it was described. I mean, yes, but it... It's not the shape that was described. Well, it doesn't look like Jude Law's phallus, for it's, example. It's certainly not a Lawsian phallus, it's no. It's not cigar-shaped. But there is, you know, if, you, if you're generous here, you could say mm-hmm. that when it was caught by the breeze, it would flatten out yeah, as it's being true. blown along. And then it would have a hump at the top since it's round. Okay, top. so potentially. Potentially. And so he's done a little bit of research Which is this. still fucking sus. It still involves a government cover-up. It does. So he's, Which I love. It does. I love when the government covers things up for me. I love it. I love it. It's so zesty and fun to I me. love thinking about how many government <laughs> officials are now listening to our podcast, waiting for the moment they can arrest us. Oh, yes. definitely. Three ASIO. of us pulled away. ASIO are all over They're in the AAMH. roof right now. Mm-hmm. They are. Yeah. They've got a dossier <laughs> on you guys. As soon as you said the words pine and gap... It was all over. <laughs> They've just got, like, a video of me in my lounge room eating. Like, I like to eat those, like, jelly cups that have the fruit in them, but I, like, won't use a spoon. I'll just use my tongue. <laughs> I'm just, like, lying there. This is actually very that. relaxing <laughs> to me. I lie there and just, like, lick it all out with my tongue, which just sounds really sexual, but it's more just disgusting. I think if you viewed it, you probably wouldn't <laughs> no. believe it to be sexual. <laughs> it's definitely not sexual. Um, and they've just got, like, a video of that, just, like, a slow, yeah. silent video, like, surveillance video. And they're, like, <laughs> they're, like this fucking The bitch. subject yeah. is eating. The jelly cup again. I, it's disgusting. Alone. I'm 100% <laughs> no convinced that I'm on a database from when I went to Area 51. Yes. Because I like I sat in my van out the front gates for a very long time, yes. paralysed with terror. Yes. Because me and we've both had experiences like mm. that. It's scary. And I, do you know you that someone? Over. Well, it is. And well, it's okay. So sorry. You tell your one, and then I'll tell my one. Well, so you're sitting outside the gates. Yeah, and like it's weird. Like, like the lady at the Area 51 fucking museum was like, "Just go out there. You go down this service road. You drive 20 minutes, dirt road. You get out there, and there it is. There's no, well, there's like this sort of razor wire, but no proper fence. There's a fucking a thing that looks like a robot video camera, like a really heavy armored one. And then there was some fucking dude sitting up in a hill mm. in a ute." Clearly with guns. And so I, like, pull up, and there's a little pullover area just before you have to go through the gates, and there are, like, all these things, like, no entrance, mm. taking photos is a crime. And I'm sitting there just for 20 minutes being like, if I pick up my phone, pretend to answer a call, but then they do the thing where you hit the volume <laughs> down button and it takes a photo... Will they know that I've yeah. taken a photo? Because they can read your mind at this point. That's they've got the fucking brainwaves mm-hmm. thing going mm-hmm. and the smell detectors. <laughs> they, they can tell my yeah. plans. And then because I'm a massive fucking coward, I just turn the ignition back on and then just drive back up the road without <laughs> having done anything. And the whole time I'm like, I'm going to get murked. I can just feel it. Mm, yeah. Bullets going to sail through my brain, and they'll yeah. be like, "This dumbass Australian died because he wanted to see basically nothing in yeah. Nevada." Yeah. Well, because mine, I didn't even go all the way up to it. So we went to the road. 
And there's a sign, I think, on the road to turn off to mm -hmm. when we went, there was. And it was just like a sign that was like no entry, like restricted area, military base. It doesn't say Area 51, it just said military base I and stuff. I don't think there was a sign on my road. Mm. I got told this that was, like, was years the rear ago. entrance. Oh, okay. I don't know. That's we the came UFO off lady. the extraterrestrial highway. It was near there, though. Yeah, <laughs> there's literally a highway called mm. the... Anyway. Um, but we went to go down changed our minds, turned around, and then we're on the highway. And I'm like, hey, there's, like, a car behind us. And there was, like, no one on the fucking suddenly, highway. I fucking hate this And then the suddenly story. there's a car. And then it was following us for, like, a good while. And then, like, because the road, there was, like, a hump or something and, like, you couldn't, you know, like a crest. Yeah. And then it just disappeared. And it wasn't, like, it disappeared. Like, I don't think the car literally vanished into <laughs> midair. I mean, like, I feel like someone followed us. And then sure decided that we way. were like maybe ran our plates or some shit. Who knows? And then we're like, no, nah, they're fine. Read your Whatever. Minds. But yeah. I didn't. I was like skeptical about this because Kate doesn't believe that this was someone following us. She just thinks it was a car. She's but definitely very logical. There was nowhere person. for them to go. Like mm. it wasn't like yeah. you'd have to just turn around. You have to turn around and like yeah. There's only like three roads out there, exactly. so it's not like you could take a wrong turn. Exactly. And then I think somebody maybe in the group or somewhere someone was talking about a car following them near Area 51, and I was like. Yes. See, you didn't imagine it. Anyway, sorry. I want to go there now. Um, sure. But what was I going to say about is there is there another one of the theory? Is there other theories? Have I jumped ahead? Uh, this is really the only the one. theory. Uh, so his his stuff that he backs us up with, which is actually relatively convincing. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is quoted from an article that he wrote about it on his Blogspot page. Oh, yes. Oh, bless Very, him. Yeah, reliable. <laughs> uh, so he describes them as thus. Uh, These very large balloons lifted a heavy payload high above the Earth. A chase aircraft followed each flight and cut down the balloon via radio signal. The payload then dropped to the Earth below a 12-metre diameter parachute, taking an hour to get to the ground. The balloon went on to land elsewhere chase vehicles with DOS personnel, then retreat the payload. So he's sort of explaining why there was a Cessna mm. following it, which mm -hmm. that kind of fits in as well. So this is this is all real, what he's describing so far. Um, so his theory is that uh, it was the balloon and possibly the payload or the parachute that people saw, which is accounting for the various different objects. So he also did uh, a freedom of information request and looked up the uh, National Australian Archives, which archives all sorts of documents from government agencies and stuff. Uh, it says there was a, a HIBAL highball, which is the high-altitude balloon program they're doing. There was a launch of one of those scheduled for the day before in Mildura, mm -hmm. nearby, obviously. Mm -hmm. So this was Flight 292. Uh, this number will come up in the next paragraph. Mm -hmm. Uh, as part of his research, he located the logbook of the pilot of the chase plane, who is now deceased. It's a weird sus thing to chuck in there. Uh, strangely, <laughs> they're like, he died of old age. Like, <laughs> still sus. This is 1966. We're like, how could he be dead now? It's 2019. So he looked at the logbook, and there was a logbook entry for flight 291. And one for flight 293, but no entry for flight 292. Sus. Sus. Even spicier. Uh, when he inquired at the National Archives of Australia about the location of a specific file relating to that flight, they responded telling him that the series was destroyed by the controlling agency in 1996. There are no item lists for this series in our records. And would they tell him who the controlling agency was? 
Like are there different agencies destroying their own archives? I think it is just a different part of the Department of Defence. I think it was ASIO and they were like, destroyed, yep. stamp, destroyed. <laughs> There's like all these like things that And then they that destroy it, so the stamp's uh. useless anyway because <laughs> the files are gone. They stamp ASIO it first and then the they're like, <laughs> someone like breaks in, they're like, what is this destroyed stamp for? And they're like, nothing. Just and like they have the their word. men in black thing. They go, yeah. look here, please. <laughs> um, that is so fucking sus. That's, that's so wild. sus, Ben. And 1996, that's the 30-year anniversary. You're absolutely right. So someone and that's when they gone. remembered. They were just yeah. like, fuck. Oh, the shit. We're still shit. They had like a timer the in their there. phone like for 30 years. <laughs> a Google like, calendar alert. Put an alert in. <laughs> Destroy, destroy information. <laughs> Doctor appointment and also it's the 30th anniversary, so yeah. destroy that information. Get yeah. rid. Jesus. Um, I, can I just say, mm. so there, there were these balloon operations. Yes. But were the balloon operations in themselves secretive? Yes. Yes, right. they were. Okay. Uh, because, yeah, this because was, was just. Because it was the radiation thing. Trying to keep wraps on the radiation stuff, yeah. So. But so you're able to then later request that information. Do, do they deem it kind of I think, kind of time out of being spicy secret yeah, information? Yeah, like you know how I they it, release shit in America after a certain yeah. Amount of time. Yeah, maybe I, it times out. I think they were just kept secret at the time. Right, these things they're they're in the public now. It's weird. There's actually a whole um, one of the government websites talking about the history of this program without sort of mentioning the fact that people were very upset about mm. the tests as they were happening. They were just talking about it in the tests they did and that sort of stuff. So that's all out there. Mm. Uh, but, yeah. 292. Interesting. Flight 292. What happened? Because what not one of the theories that it was that collective... Yes. What's um, a majiggy? The thing folia, at, the folia. Trump family yeah. tying it to another folia. episode? Yeah. I can't think Folia of it. Folia But not Folia der, but there's like one where it's like madness of many, where it's a shared yeah. hysteria of like, um, or shared delusion, yeah. sorry, of um, not shared hysteria. That's not what I mean. But I suppose they could a tie it together because it people. could be that someone's seen, like a certain amount of people have seen this balloon in this shape mm. and then people are then mentally yeah. making it look you know, like that. Kid, because did you ever, when you are a kid, like you just wanted to join in, so you'd be like, "Yeah, I saw it too." And Even if you didn't, you got a soft child brain as well. So after yeah, a while, you're like, "You start believing." I did that, see that. that yeah. You did. Oh, for sure. I, I think if there were reports from outside of the school, it probably would have been much more convincing. Yeah, but it was just. Yeah, and like, like yeah, what are the ch- like? I know it's like, what are the chances of two hundred people at a school seeing it? But then, what are the chances that that many people saw it at a school but nobody else did? Yeah. No one driving. It's a school. Yeah. It's not like it's somewhere remote. No really. woman in a backyard hanging yeah. out the washing. So like. uh, uh, Andrew Greenwood, he specifically said in one of his interviews in 66 that, like, it was one of those things where you'd see it if someone pointed it out to you, but it's right. not like it was massive it in the sky. Huge. You know, it was like a relatively smallish thing moving through the air, and it's kind of hard to pick out, he said, because the low contrast between, like, a silvery, purpley yeah. balloon mm-hmm. and a blue sky. Squinting into the sky. Yeah. Right, so it wasn't... I didn't ask that, but I guess it wasn't flying that low. No. Well, yeah, I think he described it being at a height of about a 1,000 feet, but it did land, uh, sort of. Like, not land, because it, but it, the, the object sort of hung around on the ground for a little, but this was way over in that, that clump of trees that was yeah, nearby, right. and then it took off. But it was quite distant the whole time. I just don't... Can a balloon land and take well, off again? Well, it's like a helium balloon, like when it's kind of shit. 
you know, like a shit helium balloon. Yeah. And Where it kind of goes up and then buoyancy. it goes down and then but it's like up. But it's in a very slow way, not in an alarming way. Yeah, not in an alarmingly erratic way. It's also deflating a lot at this point, right? So it's losing a lot because the hose to it has been disconnected or whatever. So it's losing a lot of the gas that's actually keeping up there. So it's really just a large, light, slightly buoyant object that will be... You know, it's got a large surface area and doesn't weigh much. So this is like a perfect candidate for being picked up by the wind. Yeah, right. That's I'm true. still sus on it because I just think there's a lot of factors that have to come together for the coincidences yes. to make it work. Like, yes, a sideways-ish balloon with the right amount <laughs> of wind would make it maybe look like a UFO. And, yes, then if you told me there's a fucking UFO there, maybe mentally yeah. my mind would see what you're seeing. Yes, like when someone says, illusion. look at that. Yeah. Cloud, it looks like The Lion King. Mm. Mufasa. It's literally taking that from The Lion King. The entire movie, The Lion King. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what Um, I mean? Walt Disney's going to sue you, Mel. I know. I just took his plot line Mm -hmm. and put it in our podcast. But, and then, but then you've got, you know, all the kids. Okay, the kids have soft brains, you know, whatever. Yeah. But then you've got the four teachers that are out there. Certainly at least two. Yeah. Mm. And then, maybe three or four. There's the like, I don't know, I just think, and like you said, coming down and then going up and erratically, I just, Mm. there's a lot coming together here. I cannot possibly write off aliens yet. I'm definitely entertaining the possibility, maybe aliens. Because Pine Gap was weird because what we found was there's all these individual stories and there are elements to every story that kind of tie together. Like with Pine Gap, there was like a weird door that opened in the side of the mountain of this rocky area and it was like hidden door. And like that sounds dumb, but when you think of the rocks out in the outback, they're very like, everything's very orangey red Mm. Mm. and you could conceal a door. Like Mm. I can imagine how you could conceal a door if you were only opening it at night and stuff Mm -hmm. and you just had it like kind of look like the rest of the rock. Yeah, you could just put fake, You could absolutely yeah. do that. And then there were like the the UFOs looked kind of the same and then you go, well, maybe they've heard this story and then they're yeah. making up their own to for attention. But it just makes you go, but yeah. there are a lot of factors here that mm. make me question things. Because I, like I like to not pretend to believe in aliens. I like to just entertain the idea yeah. as you do. As we all do. Um, it's like watching wrestling. It's the same thing. Yeah. You, you pretend that it's real to get the maximum enjoyment out of it, mm. even if you might not fully believe that. No, but I just don't believe time. in wrestling at all. Wrestling's fake. No, wrestling's real. Did you guys... <laughs> I did this. And aliens are real. Did you guys, <laughs> like, find out that Santa wasn't real, like, before your parents? Yep. Sorry if there's any children listening. <laughs> you shouldn't be because we've said cunt five times yes. in this episode. We're sorry think, for a few things. I think things. it's about 15 times by now. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I kind of found out. Someone was like, you know Santa's not real. And then I was like, oh. That I, kid's I a actually, bitch, by the way. I actually yeah. didn't that kid grew up and went to jail. Um, but then I wanted the presents, so I kept, mm. you know, I suspended my disbelief. Mm. Until mum was like, come on, you're 13, you're not getting presents anymore. You're 25 now. <laughs> I can't afford come on. it. My thought is, and it's based off something I said before, where there were no other accounts. Mm-hmm. If the government was telling, you know, there's 200 people at the school, right? The government can't go around and tell 200 people not to say anything because that's going to get out. Yeah. So they'll just tell the principal, you, it has to come from you, tell people, shut up about it. But the government can go to, you know, Betty down the road. Yeah. Yeah, I'm being sexist. She's hanging the washing out. It's 1966. Yeah. Reg is at work. That was yeah. the She's times. doing the washing. 
the government can go to Betty and say, you didn't see anything, don't say anything. Yeah. Like if there were a handful of other people that saw it, it's, that's easier to hush up than 200 people at a school. So then that had to come from Mr. Yes. Flem... But this is the thing as well, and this is a big call, but I do feel like the 60s was quite a conservative time Mm -hmm. still, especially in Australia, I think. I'm just saying things like I know history, but I don't actually know history. I believe you're saying this with a lot of confidence. I'm pretty confident in that statement. So, you know, if you go to Betty down the road and tell her, don't say anything, I'm the government, (laughs) <laughs> There's a chance that Betty's not going to say mm, anything true. for the, her whole life. Because she wouldn't be cynical. It's you not like it, now, Cousin, you know, where, where she'd like, be like, fuck you, Tony, fuck you. People listen to punk music yeah. and they yeah. enjoy the art of the And they play those Banksy. violent video games. Yeah. And, and they read the internet. You know? you know, she was just reading the fucking... You know, paper that was like <laughs> the, the Dandenong pa- Journal, the, like the Dandenong paper that was all fucking pro-government propaganda, yeah. saying, "Oh, it was just a weather balloon." Bye. Our so boys in green are out there winning uh, the Vietnam yeah. War. <laughs> Don't look into it. Well, I mean, all the way with LBJ. That's what our friend Harold Holt said about Vietnam. She you did was it. she was all about Harold Holt. Yep. Loved she him. was just Harold Holt comes to her house. He says, "Shut up about the fucking <laughs> UFO." Harold, Harold walks in. Shut up, or I'll take you for a swim. <laughs> <laughs> and then Betty doesn't say anything. Yeah, because I mean, I believe it because yeah. I just think also Whereas now you'd suburban be like, area, Morrison, like families. I also don't know anything about Westall, whether it was like that, but I'm making it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, more or less. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like this happened in uh, Redfern. Why? You know, What's well, the like, difference? well, like, as in, I'm thinking of an oh, area where there's it's a bit more people. cosmopolitan. Yeah. Mm. It's a city, even like back then. It's like you know, you've got like more of a cosmopolitan city vibe. It's young people as well. Yeah, a bit more like fuck the police vibe. Fuck the police. Fuck the Very government. Woke. I'm making that up as well. Wild, wild statements here, sure. but I don't know things about Melbourne. But the point being, you know, mm. suburbia. Mm-hmm. I just think. You yeah, know, historically, might, like, there's more of a chance that business. people would just shut the fuck up mm. and not say anything because that's what you did. Yeah. yeah. You so just that's listened my to the theory. government. Aliens my theory is, real. is there's more people that saw it, but it was all hushed up. Also, if Men in Black are real, oh, like which, in, Greg told which Greg told us from Pine Gap, yeah. then they probably can just whoop, yeah, wipe do your the brain. Memory, yeah. memory thing. We've gone Where down a real Hollywood tangent here. get that idea? Reality. From the military. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I asked my mum because she grew up in Clayton, which is the suburb north oh. of Clayton South. Oh. Uh, and she was I'm not going to give away her age on the podcast, mm-hmm. gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> but she was not school age of the time, but she was alive. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, weird question. When you were going to school, did you hear any weird stories about any UFOs that had happened a couple of years earlier? And she said, no. Uh, but imagine if she had said yes. That would have been pretty cool. Yeah. That would have been cool. Was mm. Frank Huckabee, or whatever his name was, still yeah. the principal when she was Huckabee. going to school? Were they all hushed up? All the schools in the area. He, they might have gone around and been like, just mm-hmm. in case you kids hear rumors. To me, that's weirder because I would think that people would be talking about just Because we're talking about it here. They're fucking 200 later. kids. Like, surely some of those kids would have gone to other schools as well. Yeah, like, I know. You know Shit, maybe they just really scared of the Non-denominational principal. whispers, as we yeah. would say, because yeah. we realised Chinese whispers was 
racist. Mm. So then yeah, we've now made a new mm. word for yeah. it. Not I don't know if being Chinese is a denomination. Well, we made, no, that's where just <laughs> our brains went. We yeah. started saying like non, non, um, <laughs> non race whispers. Yeah. And then <laughs> it's a joke, Ben. It's from ben, the, it's from the so episode I'm so several sorry, episodes ago. I'm if one of the hard news writers from this <laughs> website. Though. If you listen to the podcast more regularly, you know that that was one of the jokes from it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you didn't. Anyway, my point being aliens. Real. They're real. Real. Yeah. I wouldn't Wrestling, not real, but aliens real. Santa, Wrestling, not aliens real. real. Bigfoot, real. <laughs> and my friend. Santa, no. Mm. Yowies, yes. Yep. Yeti, yes. Yes. As we well know now. So what are some other theories? Could it be the government testing some kind of spacecraft? Well, so there are a couple of other theories that have been suggested. Are our government mm-hmm. testing some sort of reconnaissance experimental craft or foreign governments doing one, which are both reasons for the government to cover it up, right? Well, in this, again, Pine Gap, the whole thing with Pine Gap is, like, people see these weird aircraft coming out of it. That's the the little, you know, gist of that vibe. Mm. The gist of that vibe. (laughs) (laughs) The cover of the gist of that vibe. And it's similar timing. So they started making that Mm -hmm. in the Mm -hmm. late 60s and it was ready in 1970. Mm. So Mm. it's all around the same time. When was the moon landing? Like when was the kind of space race? That was late 60s as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely that time when it became like, yeah, there's a little talk about it and people doing things and, and I think, like, um, yeah, and then that's the sort of stuff where you go, okay, well, we've got this secretive military base in, like, just outside of Alice Springs. Alice Springs is, like, lower Northern Territory. Hmm. Then you've got nuclear testing in the top... Northwest corner. Northwest yeah. corner of South Australia. Yeah. And then... WA. Shit's going on in the west... Is this West Victoria? East uh, Victoria. Yeah, well, I think south-ish Victoria. South. Yeah. yeah, South of Melbourne. Where geography is not none of that geography. None of those geographical things come together it, at all. They don't. I was trying. Any questions about Queensland? I've got you covered, but anything outside of that, I'm kind of agnostic about. <laughs> the point being, stuff's going on all over Australia. That Even was... in Mari Man episode, there was that weird thing where like the Americans had some land. Mm-hmm. That, uh, making some geoglyphs or whatever. They, they had some land. You know what the fucking thread running through all these episodes is? Australia's just out here being like, hey, England, come over here, test some fucking weapons. Hey, America, come over here, make a base in yeah. the Northern Territory. Yeah. What do we get out of this? No, nothing just, but mysteries. Nothing but mysteries. This quote that I read that was talking about why we let the British do these tests in the first place was that someone was describing the Menzies government as, I think it's actually a quote from Menzies of saying that, like, they didn't want Australia just to be thought of as a place full of natural resources. They wanted to be thought of as, like, a country in their own right doing, right, like... Okay. You know, all these So he wanted modern... to, like, pitch in and help out with well, all the And there's also stuff. that whole thing of, like, oh, alliances with powerful countries yes. so that no one invades us and yeah. murders us all. So mm. it's like, okay, America, okay. blow up some shit in our yard, like, put some spacecraft in the mountain, mm. you know. <laughs> Whatever you got to do. Whatever. That's fine as long as you let me sit with you. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's that kind of Put vibe. us in the G20. It's like, you can take my tiny packet of Smith's chips. Yes. Um, and I'll let you as long as I can sit next to you in the playground. You can have 100%. half of my ham and cheese roll. Yeah. Mm. You can have my mammy noodles. <laughs> Just wow, so I'm, cool. I'm eating the barbecue flavouring. 
just out of the sachet didn't no one with do your that? jelly cup. No, no one did that. It's like that. drugs. It's like drugs. That. Oh, <laughs> I did that. You've got that's two strange food. Yeah, two strange food. Some very weird culinary mm. confessions mm. coming out of that corner of the room yeah, today. Yeah, sorry. Um, is that all the theories? Those so are all the foreign, theories, basically. Foreign aircraft testing, mm-hmm. national aircraft yeah. testing. Weather Weird. balloon, high-altitude radiation balloon. High-altitude radiation balloon. That's, yeah. that's the shit. good shit. That's the good shit. Or, or aliens. aliens. Our friends, the aliens, yeah. yeah. And maybe a mix of this foliar yes. Yes. thingy maybe a bit in of... there, which I think would tie more into the radiation thing because I think it could be like that where it, someone did see the radiation balloon, yes, the thought radiation it looked balloon. like an yeah. aircraft and, and then, then everyone, everyone else thinks it. it. Because One imagine if you says. were just like, hey, there's a radiation balloon. You'd just be like... Oh, is that what that is? 200 kids cool. saw a radiation balloon, yeah. Cool. But yeah. if you're like, that's a fucking UFO, like, maybe you believe it. Yeah, yeah. Well, one of the kids just being like, oh, Tyson said he saw yeah. an alien. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, like, you, you'd want to think that Mr Greenwood, who was very sensible and wouldn't let the children out early. Well, he did shoot down some of the descriptions of the children's What does things, Mr Greenwood think? Has he weighed in on what he thinks it is? Or? He says it can't be explained. He doesn't right. believe it to be a balloon. So he... You know, like you'd think even if Tyson and fucking Tommy were saying it's a UFO, a sensible science teacher like yes. Mr. Greenwood would shoot it down. Yeah. But science teachers are crazy. All of mine were. Okay. And they 100% are like, I want to believe. There's, uh, so there's so a then quote. he wouldn't shoot it down. No, he'd be like, it can't be explained. So government. he's not a reliable source. <laughs> he's not. So we have to write him off now. So but maybe <laughs> maybe another teacher would be well, more sensible. Well, the PE sensible. teacher. Yeah, the PE yeah. teacher. Did he say anything? Wow, well, we ruled out PE teachers as well. Uh, yeah. no, the math teacher. There haven't been any quotes from the PE teacher, okay. unfortunately, it's that I can find. You know, you think someone would be like, nah, it's not a UFO. Yeah. yeah. But they all, yeah. That's it's what they very, reckon. You know what it is? It's fucking weird. It is weird. Agreed. It's just weird. It, it can't is, be explained. Are you drunk now? Maybe a bit. <laughs> it's just, I love you're just, it. You're in your wild sweeping statements mode. <laughs> it's just, it's fucking weird. It's weird. It is weird. It's beautiful. I love it. I love it so much. I mm. had a great time just then. Ben, that was just so was well done. Majestic. Hey, thank you so much for having me. You know, it's sweeping statement time, so I'd just like to say yeah. that was better than Heno, and I hope he's listening. Wow. He doesn't listen, that's why he I said it. He doesn't listen. He'll never but listen. Ali listens. Ali will tell yeah, him. Yeah, that, she that knows that I'm just trolling Ali, don't him. tell Heno. I'm just trolling our big-headed friend. Um, Bye. Bye. Peace. No! (laughs) 